Really glad that you're here. We're finishing up our series. It's called Looking Onward. This morning we're talking about looking forward. And it really, hopefully this morning, if you haven't been in church, or you haven't been in church in a while, or you, you've been involved in church and it's all a bit of a blur, hopefully this morning we'll give you a better understanding about what Arlington Woods Church is about and where it is that we're headed. We want to talk this morning about our strategic plan. And this has been something that we've been working on for um, well over a year. Whether in, uh, in your own life, normally we make plans. Some of us are way better at this than others. Some of us like to fly by the seat of our pants, and uh, we're okay wherever, that, wherever we land with that. When you have a number of people, it's important for all of us to have an understanding about where it is that we're going. We should all have a picture of what that looks like so that we're all moving in that direction. Because what ends up happening in the life of the church or an organization, if no one knows where it is that you're going or the picture of what that is, then chaos reigns. That's why I told you where to go as far as the hamburgers. Just so that you know. Most things are like that. You can, you can see when an organization is being run well and when it's not being run well. And in the life of the church, there does need to be spontaneity. And hopefully in the plan that we'll hear this morning a little bit about, you'll have an understanding that in this, there'll be places where you can flex and move and, and be all that God wants us to be. When we think about planning, the church is no different than your own life. We trust in the Lord in all things and believe that he has a plan for us. And it's up to us to come to understand what that plan is. It's to use our minds, to use, script, to use scripture, to use our minds to be able to move forward. We have found it very helpful in the life of this church over the last numbers of years to have a strategic plan. It's been our roadmap, and it certainly helped us to know where, we're, where to go. For all of us to be singing off the same song sheet, as it were. Over the last three years, during COVID, we were navigating the changes that came our way. Some of this stuff you've heard before. And right alongside, we were wondering what ministry would look like once we came out the other side. Some of us wondered about our businesses. What would business look like coming out the other side? What would our school systems look like on the other side of this? What would all of these things look like? Our different ministries, what would they look like? And we all had an understanding that certainly it wouldn't be what it was. That things would be different than what they are. And some of us have a challenge in leaving things and moving forward. And as we began to take a look at this process and began to take a look at where it was that God wanted us to move, there were some things that came out of that. We wondered whether ministry would look different. What are the things that we need to stop doing as a church? What new initiatives do we need to embrace and better resource. Where do we need to go from here? Over one year ago, we started down this path of thinking more strategically about the future of Arlington Woods. A pathway forward was charted with the aid of a coach, someone that could come in and, and from the outside kind of look in and help us to be able to ask the kinds of questions that we needed to ask and to probe the kind of questions and, and the areas that we needed to look at. And her name is Jennifer Parr. She has helped us over the course of the last two strategic plans. The team was made up of our board, the staff, other ministry leaders, and selected a number of others with various backgrounds, but their strength was in prayer. That was their strength. 
There were 17 total, and to put that into perspective, this morning as you look around and those that are up in the balcony, there's probably about 185 people here. So you had almost about 10% of those people, adults, that attend Arlington Woods were part of the strategic planning team. We met a year ago to begin to discuss where we felt the church presently was. If you will, we took a snapshot of what the church looks like right now so that we could begin to say, okay, so this is what we look like right now. Where is it that, we, that God is calling us to? We looked at, I said, the good, the bad, the ugly, and somebody said, oh, there's nothing ugly. Okay. The good, the bad, and the challenging, I think I wrote, the challenging. The good, the bad, and the challenging. We received reports from our staff, our ministry leaders, and uh, we were given current material to read in terms of what are churches across, the glo- across Canada doing, what's happening um, significantly there, what's happening in our culture. Our culture is, is just kind of wonky right now. And we're trying, to, we're trying to figure that out. And as a church, we're trying to figure that out. We try to figure out, okay, Canada is not the U.S., and U.S. is not Canada, and Ontario is not B.C., and Ottawa is not Toronto. Nepean is not Ottawa. There's all of these little idiosyncrasies. Trent Arlington is not Nepean. We're all, there's all of these idiosyncrasies and small things and nuances that need to be looked at, and so we began to, began to speak to that. What we learned was that as you have come to know and I've talked about on numerous occasions, is that what we discovered is that our world and our culture has changed significantly. We learned that many leaders right now felt tired and quite overwhelmed. This was back a year ago in June. We learned that we have had quite an impact with our online services and that technology had aided this significantly. Post-COVID, we recognized, along with many churches across Canada, which is an interesting phenomenon, is that many of our churches across Canada, not just free Methodists, but across denominational lines, primarily in the evangelical church, we're seeing it being, our churches are being filled with those who have come from other nations. That a multicultural um, flavor and a multicultural uh, group of people is now starting to fill our churches. And you can see it this morning as you look around you and as you rub shoulders with the people that you'll be having hamburgers with later. The, church, the face of the church has changed significantly. And when we took that snapshot, that was one of the things that we saw. Further, we realized that although we had hopes and dreams for the future, we were still lacking volunteers. And this is not only across the church, but across many ministries and many businesses are struggling with finding people to come in and for them for staffing. So although we saw our, our opportunities, we saw one of the grave weaknesses that we have in our day and age is the fact that we lack gas in our tank in order to actually carry those things out. We lacked individuals to actually step up and to do those things. So it requires a different mindset. It's different type of motivation. If you have a business, you can just put more money out there perhaps. 
You have to find different motivators to move people to be involved. So as a coach or as a leader or as a pastor, you can call plays you need to make in order to fulfill your objective. But if you don't have a team that's ready to run those plays, you don't have the people that are willing to, to, to step up or to be involved in that for all kinds of reasons. This isn't, as I say, this is not just an Arlington Woods phenomenon. This is raged straight across our land. And, and, and North America, for sure, I'm not sure what's happening around other parts of the world. So you need to call plays that your team can run. You need to be able to call plays that your church can run. There's no use in us saying that we're going to be a certain, certain kind of a church unless we have individuals that are willing to be part of that. So it was necessary for us to begin to think about, okay, so what ministries do we cut? What ministries do we stop? If we're burning out volunteers, we don't have volunteers for this, what do we do? That's an interesting question. Somebody will have to solve that. As we were wrapping up our meeting in June, we discerned God was calling us into, into a prayer mode over the summer and to return and to go at it again in the fall. This was just last, um, that would have been fall 2022. In the meantime, we formed a steering committee with two staff and two board members, and this steering committee met several times over the fall to begin to help us to move forward. In November, the strategic plan team met again on a Friday evening, and those of you who are here would have remembered this, Friday evening and for several hours on Saturday. And the main reason for that was for us to have a time of listening prayer. So it was really to settle in. Team knew that they needed to be prepared when they came. There was about 15 of us that were here. We were guided in how to listen to God in terms of prayer. And we believe that God spoke. You're going to hear about it just in a moment. If you're wondering where this is going. There's, there's something at the end. Burgers. It was really rewarding. If you were here in December, you would have remembered that you were invited to come into our Evergreen Hall over here. So let, about five months ago, six months ago, you were invited to come over here and answer some simple questions about where do you want Arlington Woods Church to go. So it wasn't a bunch of people up at the top of this organization who made these decisions um, uh, void of having anybody else involved in that, all of us had opportunity, and hopefully you sense the ownership when we begin to talk about these four strategic initiatives that we want to undertake. So all the things that you talked about in December, all the things that the board had talked about, our ministry leaders, our staff talked about, began to flow down into these four things that anyone should be able to help move forward and to me, it's an exciting time, and you will hear more about this as this continues to, continues to roll out. There are four things that, we really, that really sort of percolated to the top. The first is, is that it all begins with prayer. It all begins with prayer. This, remember, all of these are bees. It all begins with prayer. Second thing we need to remember is that we belong to Christ. We're to welcome, connect, and engage with others. Remember, our church has changed significantly. 30 to 40% of you, uh, sorry, 50 to 60% of you probably were not here five years ago. Many of you are new to this church in the last five years. That says something. So we need to be welcoming, connecting, and engaging with others. The third thing is to become like Christ 
through discipleship, equipping, and living out of Christian faith, and B, B as four, sorry, is to be as Christ in Trent Arlington Woods and beyond through outreach and evangelism. The first thing that we want to talk about, and most of these we'll breeze through fairly quickly, the first one is that we need to begin with Christ. Prayer is central. Individual and corporate prayer. And there were some passages of scripture that we saw. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. You'll see and hear more about these in the future. We want to experience a prayer movement here at Arlington Woods. More than we're experiencing now. COVID started, that, started us in, a, in a, uh, several hundreds of days of continued prayer every day. But we want to continue to make prayer the central focus. Intentional prayer. This is what we saw. So if you, could, if you could look forward and see what the church would be in the future, this is what you would see. You would see intentional prayer would be occurring for all areas supported by our church, both locally and globally. All will know how to pray confidently. It's a big task. There's some people in the room here this morning, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to pray in front of anybody. You, you, and you struggle even to pray by yourself. That's not a bad thing. That's not an indictment. It is where we're at. That's that snapshot. So how do we get to move people from this, what we would call maybe prayerlessness or very little prayer to actually help, having them be excited about that? And we understand our, the third thing is we understand our deep need for connection and communion with God and we're experiencing a movement of prayer. So that first thing is, that first part of begins with Christ is that we recognize that prayer will be an important piece of that and we will help us to move along in that. The second priority is to belong to Christ. It's welcoming, connecting, and engaging with others. With all of these new people, what does that mean? We've had people here before COVID, we were offering, um, we were offering translation uh, Swahili. What are some of the things that we need to do now in, in terms of continuing to make this something that all people can embrace? It's amazing to me that things can change that quickly in five years. How quickly is the church able to adapt and move towards it? Belonging. Could I say that I think one of the strengths of Arlington Woods is the sense of community and you are those people, and we, we, we need for you to continue to be the connector for people that are coming to our church. So there's two things for belonging. One is to come to be uh, embraced by the community, how important that is. But the primary function of this is that people would come to know who Jesus Christ is, and that they would belong to Christ, and they'd be connected to him. So we'll be talking lots about that in the future. There's a passage of scripture um, that talks a little bit about this. There's the, where uh, Jesus goes to the woman at the well. She has a sordid past. Jesus is able to cut through all of the muck about her relationship and her life and says that there's still a place for you. There's still a place for you. And then Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 25, it talks about this living hope that we have, that we're to, near, to draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance of faith. And let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, and all of this will help us to move forward. There is this belong to Christ. We belong to one another, and we help one another, and we belong to Christ. The first one is we begin with Christ, which was, do you remember? Prayer. Prayer is going to be... Uh, continue to be even stronger in the future 
prayer will be even more important. That's why you heard it this morning, even in, in talking about debt retirement and generosity. The second one is that we belong to Christ, belong to one another, and we encourage one another in our community. The third thing is spiritual growth, which is we become like Christ. Discipleship, equipping, living out the Christian life. Yesterday, we were at, uh, my wife and I were at, at Wesley Acres. They had their general meeting. And at that general meeting, near the end, I, I had opportunity to give the devotion there. And at the conclusion of that, I think I gave kudos to you. <laughs> well, I did. That's, I don't know, I think I did. And it had nothing to do with the barbecue. I didn't even mention it. And that is, is that um, there have been a number of churches where I've been, but this is probably the first church that just really st stuck it to me in a positive way. And I remember there was two or three people, it was one, after one of the services where we invited people to come to receive Jesus into their heart, and there were people that responded, or there were people that raised their hand, do you, do you want Jesus to come into your heart today? And there were people that raised their hand and I remember praying, I finished the prayer, and after I left, I walked down the center aisle, and I went out into the foyer, I was shaking hands with different people, and I had three people come to me, and they said this, Pastor, that was wonderful. I like to hear that. Pastor, that was wonderful. Who do we have at Arlington Woods who are going to follow up with these new babes in Christ? Who's going to be the one that's going to encourage them and help them to grow? I hadn't thought that far. I thought it was a wonderful question. You are a church that gets it. I have not had that happen to me. And it was very encouraging. So spiritual growth, to become like Christ. Discipleship would be important. Equipping, living out the Christian life. You don't just want to have babies. We want to help them to grow and to mature and to be more like him. Small groups will be an important piece of that. We want to see us studying the Bible together. We'll cultivate the practice of developing holy habits for a deep understanding of the glory of God and richness and fullness. There's about nine things that we see in this picture of where we want the church to go in terms of this become like Christ. We begin with Christ, which was what? Prayer. The second is we belong to Christ for each other and for our relationship with Christ. The third priority was we become like Christ all of these we'll have in a banner somewhere. We'll have them up somewhere so you don't forget them. And we'll put them on your hamburgers and they'll be everywhere. We'll squirt out of the ketchup bottle. Become like Christ, which will be discipleship. And the, much of this is like falling off a log. This is what the church should be. These four things are, should be just like uh, fish in water, like swimming. It should be every church should have this somewhere in terms of where they're headed. The fourth thing is that we want to be as Christ. There was something interesting that happened when we were talking in our, in our meeting. We took that snapshot. We know that Arlington Woods has been a beacon of hope for this community. We know that. Trend Arlington community. And there are some people, as I look out here this morning, you weren't here five years ago. But you started to come because you recognize we actually have one that works in our cafe, you know that too, who came because Arlington Woods was a beacon of hope in this community. And they're here this morning. I see some of you. You come directly from this community because 
what Arlington Woods did in terms of playing out the gospel. So we're to be as Christ. But what was interesting was, in part of our conversation, what sort of bubbled up every now and again, was that as important as Trent Arlington community is, there's a much larger field that we must reach out to. So we continue to pour energy into Trent Arlington community, Arlington Woods, but beyond through outreach and evangelism. What we come to understand is, is that now, I don't know whether you looked at how many people viewed our service last Sunday, it was about, or two Sundays ago, it was about 165. Not that I noticed, but there's quite a few people that watched. We want to be able to understand how, do, how can we engage the people that are joining us online. Some of them are from our city, some people are other, in other places, and some, I think, don't know who Jesus is. So how do we, how do we engage them? How, how, do we, how do I have you be part of everything that we're doing here, that the people that sit here, how do we engage the people that join us online? So to be as Christ in Trent Arlington and beyond through outreach and evangelism. That means that um, we look, so one of the things that we see is that we'll look beyond our own needs as we partner with God's plan for ministering to the needs of the poor, the homeless, and brokenhearted, both near and far, serving others, and fulfilling the Great Commission. You will see, you heard a little bit about the debt retirement, when that campaign launches, a very exciting piece of that will be this part of being able to look beyond ourselves to the poor, the homeless, and the brokenhearted. That'll be part of that. That's where we're going. I could get excited about that. Anybody else get excited about that? You're going to be part of this. This is your plan. You're part of it from the beginning. And you're still part of it. May you be able to embrace it and all that it is as God leads us into that future that he has for us. So what happens with this plan now is, is that the, the staff will be looking at this over the summer and into the fall, working with the board. There'll be several things that will need to, there'll need to be ownership given to some of our staff, the ones where we can move forward, and we'll start to work some of these things forward. So you'll continue to see, hopefully we'll get the, the bees up on the wall somewhere, and then you'll regularly see where it is that you have had input. You'll be asked to be involved in that process moving forward. And uh, hopefully you'll, you'll continue to be excited about that. Let's pray. Father, as we, we pause to pray right now, we, just, we recognize there's a lot to digest today. There's lots going on. And... Um, a lot to think about. We recognize that, that your church is ever-changing. And um, sometimes we recognize that the methods may change, but the message never changes. That you have a message of hope. We as a church want to take that message of hope to not only us, the people that come through these doors, but the people that haven't even thought about Arlington Woods yet, people that are still in the process of moving from other nations, and people that are, are grappling with 
trying to figure out how do I live in this culture in which we live right now. So help us. You've called the church to be a way maker in a place at times where there seems to be no way. But we live with hope because you are the one who brings us hope. Continue to help us to be encouraged in all of this, for we ask in Jesus' name, amen.